the goalie jumps and the players... Oh, good morning and thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Evan Bray. We're talking now about this incredible find, this, this hockey card treasure trove that by now I'm sure you've heard of that was located in Regina, Saskatchewan. When I first heard about this, because lots of my friends know I'm a hockey card guy, I collect, I've collected hockey cards literally since I was 10 years old, which, by the way, is the year after Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. Like, why couldn't I have started collecting when he was a rookie? Uh, but that, that said, I have been lucky enough through my collecting days to, to be able to, to get a Wayne Gretzky rookie. In fact, I brought it in just for the sake of this conversation, just to have it beside me here as we talk about it. So a friend of mine sends me the text and, and says, Hey, have you seen this story? And forwards me a story that talks about this incredible hockey card find. The greatest unopened find of the 21st century. It's a sealed case of 1979-80 OPG hockey cards. A sealed case. So in the case are 16 boxes of these hockey cards. And when, when I watched this, it was absolutely incredible to, well, first of all, to hear how excited the, the, the person at the auction house, Heritage Auctions in the United States, how excited they were about what this find was. This is the biggest single item I've ever, I've ever brought in. It's, it's remarkable. It's going to be the most valuable piece of unopened material that's ever sold at auctions. You know, the bidding's already at over a million dollars U.S. It's something that, you know, people, you just don't see in this industry. Um, you know, these, these types of collections where people just forget about this material, you don't run into a $3 million case of hockey cards. It's absolutely, it's absolutely otherworldly. That's not, you know, overstating it. It really is the holy grail of hockey cards. And so as I'm watching this video, you know, as a, as a hockey card guy, as a collector, I'm thinking this is so cool that this box has been found virtually in the exact same state it would have been when it was purchased back in 1979-80. And then to find out that it comes from Saskatchewan, it was found in a home in Regina. So, you know, our, our news team, we've done some work to try and reach out and talk with the family. And for very good reasons, they are wanting to, to stay anonymous. They're, they're not wanting the undue attention and, and, uh, focus that this would put on them and their family. But we did have a conversation with the son of the owner of this box of hockey cards who kind of gave an, an explanation as to how this unfolded. My dad it was a collector for a long time of, of various sports cards and, and collectibles. Um, and his house was, uh, you know, full of, of all these things. Uh, we just recently started to clean out his house uh, and, and amongst all the various other boxes uh, found this one case of these 1979 OPG hockey cards, uh, just amongst all the other boxes, that's kind of how there was about nine, I would say, full or almost full cases of other sort of cards from that era. As a kid, I grew up sort of in that hobby. And in fact, um, my dad would have bought two cases in 1979. And he usually got my sister and I as kids to uh, actually sort. He would have opened one of the cases and my sister and I quite routinely sorted them and he would trade those sets with 
uh, other other people and so on. So, uh, so yeah, we we grew up kind of with that around us, the hockey cards and baseball cards and things like that. That box was sitting there. We didn't even know that specific box was there. Uh, but when we found it and, and I reached out to the auction people, they were very excited because it's apparently, you know, one of a kind. So Definitely one of a kind. The, the, by the way, Heritage Auctions, who is the company that's handling the auction of this, they sent an armored vehicle. They flew a guard and driver up to Canada, rented or, or used an armored vehicle, went to the house in Regina, got the case of unopened 1979-80 Opeachy hockey cards, put it on a trolley, rolled it out to the armored truck, put it in the truck, and drove it to Indiana. Actually, I think they drove it to uh, an airport and then flew it secure cargo down into the States for, essentially, verification. And even the verification process, like there's a lot of people that would go to great lengths to replicate this and to make it look like this was an original case, but potentially one that had already been opened packs had been gone through. And so on the video that was sent to me, and you can see this video online. It's in fact, I think we've thrown it on the website. Now it, it actually shows the work that the auction house did looking at the box, looking at how the flaps were glued down, everything that they had to do to determine that this indeed was authentic. I see nothing wrong with this case at all. It's unbelievable the shape it's in. We're going to go in through the bottom and take a look at the 16 boxes that are in it. Looks like it was kept in a very good environment. Okay, another thing we check for when we do these cases it's always trying to see if there's a second set of glue that anybody has applied to the case. Right, this one, this one's flawless. And as fresh as they come. These are the whitest boxes. I don't think I've ever seen a display box this clean. So we have a total of what looks like 13 boxes, still with the tape intact three where it has just barely popped from being brittle absolutely incredible and so why this is so incredible of course is this important card that is going to be found in numerous boxes inside this case and that is wayne gretzky's rookie card wayne gretzky's rookie card from the 1979-80 opichi set is important for a few reasons. Number one, that was when the WHA teams were first included in the NHL set, which was was a pretty important step forward. So not only are you getting Wayne Gretzky's rookie card in there, but there's a lot of last year cards, people like Gordy Howe, Bobby Hull, Stan Makita, Ken Dryden. They're all part of this set as well. And so... When they do the math and they try and figure out how many potentially Gretzky rookies might be in this case, they look at the fact that the case has 16 boxes inside of it. Each box has 48 wax packs. Even that, by today's standards, hockey card boxes don't have 48 packs in them today. That's for sure. But the other thing is each pack had 
14 cards originally, and I was even talking about this yesterday with Jamie, um, it was reported 10, 10 cards per pack, but that was actually the tops packs. So that was the United States version of the set. The Canadian version, the Opeachy version, had 14 cards in there and a stick of very bad gum, right? And so if you figure that out, 16 boxes in the case, 48 packs per box, 14 cards per pack, 10,752 cards in that case. The likelihood of getting a Gretzky, there's probably 25 to 30 in there. And a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, if it's sent away, it's authenticated as real, and it scores a 10 because you can send them away to get them graded. A graded 10 card, which has perfect corners, perfect centering, no marks on the the surface of it, is in perfect shape, sells for millions. One sold for 1.4, one sold for over two. There's two known graded 10 Wayne Gretzky rookie cards in the world. So could there be some in this case? Potentially, which is why it's getting the attention that it is. And it's been sent, as I said, to Heritage Auctions. They are a very prominent auction site in the United States for selling high-end sports collectibles. They they say themselves that it's this case and the 1986-87 Fleer basketball case where Michael Jordan's rookie card is. Those are the two. If you want to get a case that is worth some money, it's those two. And both of them are extremely rare. In fact, almost impossible to find. So I wanted to, we're going to open this up as well. I, Cause I'm curious to know, I don't think if I found that, I don't think I could leave those boxes closed. I, 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 I would be, I think I'd have to open it and, and open the, and open the boxes, open the packs and try and find those Gretzky cards. Now, if you find the Gretzky cards and they wouldn't grade as a perfect 10, potentially your interest in opening them yourself loses you money. Because right now, this is on the auction site. I checked it this morning just before I started the show, and it was at $1.375 million. So $1,375,000 on the auction site. And that's as high as I'm going to go, by the way. <laughs> that's... That's the last bit I'm going to, I'm going to submit, but they are expecting this is going to go. Well, they're saying over two. I, I have to think it might go north of that. It's, it's getting a lot of interest. I reached out yesterday to a friend of mine, Lauren McDougall, who I've known for a number of years, who is, uh, the, the founder and, uh, the president of McDougall auctions in Saskatchewan. And, uh, Lauren re- joins me here today. Thanks so much for taking the call, Lauren. Hey, Evan, not a problem at all. So this is quite the uh, the fervor that is going along with this gem that was found in the city of Regina and these hockey cards. Yeah, no kidding. Um, very interesting. The, uh, you know, so the set or the uh, box that was found, this case that was found, it's been shipped down to the States to Heritage Auctions. There's 16 boxes in there, as as you've you've probably read and seen about. Each of those boxes contains 48 packs. Are you surprised from an auction standpoint in terms of trying to get the most money? That's I'm assuming what the auction house is going to do, try and get the most money they can for the product. 
Are you surprised that they're selling them all as one lot? Uh, no, that's the interesting thing. I'm actually not surprised. Um, I'll tell you why is because it's a collector item. And like you, I was just listening to you there for a few uh, minutes before I come on. Like, like you say, if you open this up, uh, could be good, could be bad. <laughs> right. And, uh, and part of the thing of the collector thing is supply and demand. And this particular, like, like where else can you find like a complete case on touch? So it is kind of a rarity of its own in that regard. It's not just a card. It, it, it's kind of like the potential, uh, it's like the hidden, uh, Storage Wars auction kind of thing, you know. That's right. Uh, creates a lot of hype. Like, oh uh, yeah. And, and you know what? And the guy that buys, like, once you get investing two, three, four million dollars, I mean, do you want to open it up? Well, Maybe that's not. what they're speculating. Like, they're speculating that, that that the person who does buy this is going to put it in his closet. Well, I mean, maybe yeah. not closet, but is going to put it somewhere similar to the owner of this and really do nothing more than just state the fact that they have it and probably change their house insurance a little bit to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the interesting thing about, uh, it, it's not like, uh, well, you're you're maybe in a different league than me, but I mean, for me, you know, dollars and cents and whatever. I mean, collectors, it's not about that. It's It's about rarity and it's about something unique. And yet, whoever buys this has definitely got a unique collection. And what's really in there keeps it interesting because no one really knows unless you give them the authority to rip it apart or you do it yourself. And yeah. uh, it's not about dollars and cents and realization. It's about investment long-term, like a silver brick in the safe or whatever the case. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not surprised they're selling it how it is and probably – uh, if I was asked the same thing, I mean, that's how I would market it as well, just because there's not a lot of complete cases around, so it's a rarity. Lauren McDougall, my guest, the uh, owner, president of uh, McDougal Auctions. So, you know, I, the other thing I was thinking about, the Lauren, with this is when you sell it as a case, all of the boxes enclosed, it's one deal, you, you're really catering to... I would say a much smaller audience than you would if you, for example, sold the boxes individually, uh, sold boxes individually, opened one up, a box up and sold packs individually. All of those things potentially open your market up. Are those things that you would think maybe they would have considered before they landed on this? Um, I, I don't think so. Because, uh, I mean, I think they probably considered it. But the other thing is, you got to say if they did find 24 individual or whatever the case, like how many more people have what you have now? <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? This way, one person has it. Whereas you run the, if you split it all out, well, now it's, it's not so rare anymore. It's, uh, I mean, it's still rare, but it's not real rare. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting philosophy, but again, I, I don't really think it's about, I'm sure that uh, this family is going to be happy to take a check home for two to four million. <laughs> yeah, what they for sure, for sure, That's Lauren. Thanks so much for uh, taking my call this morning. Yeah, you bet, Evan. Thank you, Lauren McDougall, the uh, founder and president of McDougall Auctions uh, here in Saskatchewan, and uh, just curious to get his opinion on the the idea that they put them all on auction together. It's an entire case. It's staying as a case. It's being sold as one unit. And by the way, right now it's at 1.375.
million dollars. If you're interested in bidding, you're going to have to better that. What would you have done if you found this box in your house, in your dad's place, your grandpa, your uncle, whatever? You found this box. Would you have immediately just called an auction company in the States? Which is probably, we can agree, the smart thing to do. But would you have done it? That's what I want to know. one 332 We'll take some calls and texts next. Right here on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Well, good morning and thanks for joining us. Without a doubt, it was a treasure located in a basement in Regina. An unopened case of 1979-80 Opeachy hockey carts. I can't, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. You can probably tell as I'm talking. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited. I will never even see this case other than the picture that's on Heritage Auctions. And I'm excited for this family. I'm excited for the possibilities that lay with inside that box. And, and I've been pretty honest about saying I'm not so sure I could have not opened it. Good on them for not. They they actually ripped just a little corner of one of the flaps so that they could see the color of the boxes inside because that was actually how they determined because on the side of the box it said 1980. So they thought this was the 1980 set, but hockey, especially Opeachy, they, they, the cards usually are split seasons, right? Starts in the fall, ends in the spring. So the 1979 80 Opeachy cards had 1980 stamped on the box. When they ripped open the flaps, they could see that the boxes were white. <laughs> and that was the indication because that was the year that the cards came in a white box. And that's how they knew what they had. And the fact that this is Wayne Gretzky's rookie card set. So we are going to open up the phone lines. I know we've already got a couple of calls and some texts. I know there's card collectors out there because we did just about a month ago a whole show on collectibles and people were coming out of the woodwork. This is a hockey province. The Wayne Gretzky rookie card, many have a, a, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, but everyone can anticipate what it would be like opening up a pack and getting one. So I want to know what would you do if you found this? Lots of people are texting in about the flaws on Wayne Gretzky's rookie cards, like how you can tell it's authentic. So I'm sure we'll get into that conversation as well. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. More on this prized 1979-80 Opeachy hockey card case and your thoughts on what you would do when we come back on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. If you had a million bucks, would you would you buy, potentially, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, for example? Talking about this incredible find in Regina of a 1979-80 Opeachy hockey cards case. And in the case, 16 unopened boxes. Sealed mint. The case itself hadn't even been opened. When they took it down to Heritage Auctions in the States, they, of course, opened it up because they had to verify what was inside before they put it out for auction. And so you could hear the cardboard ripping on the bottom of the box as they opened up. This box has literally been put away. It has not seen the light of day. The writing was not faded. It was not dirty. The corners on the box were not dented. It was in perfect shape, which tells you the cards inside that box and the case that that we're talking about would have pristine corners on them. 
but it doesn't mean those cards are a perfect 10. Because when you send a, a hockey card away to get graded, the grade takes into consideration a few different things. Obviously, sharp corners, they're not bent up, no scratches on the face or the back of the card, no marks on them, those types of things. But the centering of the card is important. And even the cut along the side. And believe it or not, in 1979-80, Opeachy were still using wires to cut their sheets of cards. They'd have the big stack of uncut cards, and they would use wires to cut the cards. Not some sort of a precise laser-cutting instrument like they use now. And so as a result, what you got is often miscut cards where they were not centered properly or when that wire would make the cut, if the stack, the card you had was on the bottom of the stack, often the corners or the side that the cut happened would be a little bit fuzzy, a little bit frayed. They weren't like precision cuts. Those things all play into whether or not the card is going to be graded as a 10. So the fact that you've got this pristine case and all of these cards in it doesn't guarantee that every Gretzky you pull out of there is going to be graded as a 10. So it's not as simple to say, you know, if it, let's say a Gretzky graded 10 Gretzky rookie card is worth 2 million bucks and there's 20 in the case. I mean, you right away think, well, 40 million is better than 3 million or whatever the case is selling for. That's not the case. You're not going to get a bunch of perfect graded 10 cards in there. You might not get one. You, you could get 25 to 30 rookies. That's how many they think could be in the case. But, but I think, you know, the question that I'm throwing out this morning is, would you open it? If you got this case, would you open it? People are, people are <laughs> weighing in and saying, uh, ab- most, most people are saying absolutely not. I would, I would be running all the way to the auction shop with the cards. If they open the box and they find 10 Gretzky cards, would the value of the Gretzky cards not drop? Maybe the best bet would be to not open the box, Rodney and Saskatoon. And, you know, there, so there, there's a question. Does the, does that, let's say you opened it. Let's say you open the box and you find the Gretzky rookies and they're in incredible shape and they all grade as a 10. Let's just say this for a second. Then those two graded 10 Gretzkys that have sold for millions at auction, maybe their value goes down a little bit. Because they're not the unicorns that people pointed them out to once be. There's more of them in the world. If you saturate the market, does that have an effect on it? What would you do? Would you open it? I'd love to know. one 332 8255 Would you, if you found this case of cards, are you so self-disciplined that you would simply call an auction company, wait patiently with the box sitting on the table in the kitchen, and when they came, turn it over to them and watch them drive away and wait for your check to come. Or, like a kid at Christmas, would you rip back the flaps on that box, pull out one of the boxes inside, and start ripping open packs? Dave and Haig said, I would not be able to resist from opening them. I would put them into complete sets in protective sleeves, maybe send some away to get graded, sell some, all of those things. What do you think? Do you agree with Dave? Is that what, would you do that? Would you open them up? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Travis in Saskatoon. If I was the one that found the case, 
I would have been at Heritage Auctions with it faster than you can say hockey cards. That that seems to be the general consensus. But but I'm curious of the people saying that are you collectors? Because if you're collectors, I think you'd have a tough time. We're just Frank and I were just chatting about it. Frank is uh, tech op here for the show. Frank, you're not a hockey card collector, but comic collector okay he he, but he said it would be tough not to open the box so i don't think you'd have to be necessarily a diehard hockey card collector to not want to open up the box here's an interesting one trent uh just texted in just said just think about the money that you could make on youtube opening up the parcel of cards which is yeah i mean there's something to be said because right now that's a big that's a big fad a lot of people will do these these pack breaks online you can actually buy a pack it's it's almost like a form of gambling right to determine who's going to get the best card or what's going to be inside of the pack and so this is big business big business for companies that will do this for example connor bedard you know for sure there will be companies that offer the ability for you there's a box of 24 packs and for 15 $20, you can buy one of the packs in the box. They'll assign you a number. They'll assign the packs a number. And if your pack has the Bedard card in it, obviously, then then you win. Would they do that with this? I I don't know. I, I have my doubt. Chris from Saskatoon said he would sell them separately just to keep the demand up. Really, every year, every couple of years, coming out with some more, another box of unopened cards from 1979, 80. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. People are uh, te- texting in. It's funny to see people weighing in on this. The other thing, you know, a lot of people are talking about the authenticity of the cards and how you can tell. This this is a whole other conversation because there's lots of replicas. In fact, I brought in today with me. I know you can't see it, but I've got an authentic Gretzky rookie card, which sadly is not graded a ten. It's graded a four. And that means, well, that means that Evan Bray can afford to own it. That's what it means, right? It's it's obviously nowhere near in value what, what a 10 would be. But I also brought in a, a reprint because these are quite readily available. You can buy a reprint online for 15 bucks. Um, and at first blush, if you don't hold it up against the card, it looks very similar. But I noticed that Tom from Estevan has weighed in on the conversation today, talking about the rookie card of Wayne Gretzky has to be the one with the white dot over his shoulder. So on the left shoulder of Wayne Gretzky's rookie card is, if you look closely, a little, it almost looks like a yellow, but it's a, a little dot. And what that was, was actually a speck of dust on the lens when they were printing these cards. So it's a bit of a flaw, if you will, but it is one of a couple of ways that you can tell your Gretzky rookie card is authentic. So, Tom, thanks for texting that in. one 332 8255 Brian in Abernethy. Now, keep in mind, this is hometown for me. Brian, thanks so much for calling in. What are your thoughts on this whole uh, pack of cards? I just have one question. What would Mr. Lillyford do? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Brian. I was just talking. I was on with Jamie Nye yesterday afternoon on the Green Zone, and he was talking about a school teacher he had in Lumsden that used to uh, give them five bucks. They could go buy some hockey cards. And I said it was Harvey Lillijord in Abernethy School, grade three, four teacher, who got 
the whole town into collecting hockey cards. Did you? Absolutely. Did you collect them, Brian? No, I just used to look at the ones he had there at school, Evan. Yeah, he was he was big into it. Sadly, we lost Harvey a couple of years ago, but uh, he would have something to say about this, Brian, for sure. I can imagine, eh? While I got you on the line, if you found this box in the corner bedroom of a relative's house, would you open it up or would you be going straight to the auction house? Well, I'd say hold my beer and watch what I do. <laughs> okay, good enough, Brian. Thanks so much for calling in. one 332 8255 You know, we, uh, our newsroom, of course, uh, on this story, reached out and connected with a whole bunch of different people and got a hold of Ken Richardson, who is uh, one of the top sports card buyers, sellers, uh, business owners in Canada. He owns a company called Pastime Sports Cards. They have stores in BC, but a lot of his work is online. And so the question that, that we asked Ken is, I've been talking about why are they selling this as one big case? But the question to Ken is, do you think the person who buys it will open it or will they just leave it as a sealed case of cards? Well, I don't think that there's any lack of media uh, surrounding the product right now. So I don't think you could, you know, buy it and sell it next week or next month and realistically turn a profit after your buyer's premium and and taxes and just the way that the auctions work. But I do think that there's definitely uh, long-term potential in that, whether it's one, two, or five years. That's the type of item I, I really only see increasing in value. It's just such a rare item and the chances of multiple of them come into market or even potentially even one more is so low that uh i i really would just keep it as is and i think it's you know a blue chip long-term investment that's going to do nothing but uh, accumulate value over the course of time i would think that's the most likely uh scenario to happen um but you do really never know, you know, if someone that has more money than they're ever going to spend in their lifetime, you know, wants to do it for kicks just because it's something they want to say that they did, um, then we could see it opened. But my belief is uh, the sealed box is going to have a lot greater value than the sum of all the parts in it. Um People just didn't save boxes of cards back then. Even the wrappers are valuable because people threw them away. So there's a lot of cards out there, but there's not very many sealed boxes or and or packs. And, you know, every time somebody opens one, the population of the individual cards goes up and the population of the sealed box goes down. So it just gets rare and over yeah, the course of time. that's such a good point. That's uh, pastime sports cards owner Ken Richardson on basically whether the person that buys the case would would sell it, would just put it away. <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember Robin Williams once said that cocaine is God's way of telling you you're making too much money. Well, maybe that would apply to sports cards or comics too. If you're spending millions of dollars on them, maybe maybe that's what that. That says, I don't know. The question is, would you open it? If this case was the one that you found, 
Lots of texts still coming in. We'll uh, get to some of them. And, and a couple of people are offering up other things that they have been able to find, treasures that they've found, and in one case, a record that probably shouldn't have been open and thrown on the record player, but it was. We'll talk a little bit about that text that we got coming up next. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, thanks for joining us if you're uh, just... Uh, Join in the conversation. We've been talking about this incredible find of this 1979-80 Opeachy hockey card case of cards that was found in Regina, worth millions of dollars, up on auction now, Heritage Auctions. The case with 16 boxes is so far at $1.375 million. And rising, I would suggest, it's going to be well over $2 bucks. And I'm throwing out to you, what would you do? If you found this case of cards, would you rip it open and open boxes to try and find the Gretzky rookies? Or would you not? And so it's good because a lot of people weighing in on the text line are doing so, You know, I would say, from a very objective standpoint. They're not caught up in it like I am, wanting just to find a Gretzky rookie. Bernie in Saskatoon says, here's what I do. Open the big box, find the best ones, grade the best ones, shred. Oh, the word shred is in his text. Shred all but a couple of the best, or maybe put some in a safety deposit box for the inheritance factor. That way, the Gretzky and other high-end cards maintain their value, and you still walk away with serious coin. So that's that whole, are you saturating the market and thus driving the price down? <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. I like how people are thinking. Uh, D- Devin in Swift Current says, I'll tell you what, if I found that case of cards, I'm getting my brothers together and my boys, we're opening them until we have a rookie card and at least one complete set. I think it would bring us all together for a great time. Dean and Regina, I'd give the case to the auction house, sell it with the caveat that I get one box. My grandson and I would open the box with much anticipation. No kidding. No kidding. I would, I'd love to do that too. And sometimes you see that happen. If you watch those auction shows like American Pickers or whatever, when they're selling certain things, the owner will say, you know what? I want to keep one for myself. The problem is, in this case, when it's a case with 16 boxes and that fits to the brim of the case, probably would be pretty hard to sell it with 15. Right? I think you almost want the 16. Well, thanks for indulging me. Thanks for indulging me. This has been a good conversation. Uh, not often that I get to talk hockey cards for an hour and collectibles, but uh, but I know from the time that we did this a month ago, there's lots of you out there that enjoy sports collectibles. By the way, I wanted to get to this text. Julian Battleford said, I know a person 15 years ago cleaning out their grandparents' house found an unopened mint Elvis Presley album. They opened it and played it on the record player. <laughs> their children just about shot them. <laughs> Why not enjoy the record, right? Yeah, maybe it was worth some money if they'd uh, done some homework on it, but you just never know. Well, again, good conversation, and uh, I'll say once again, congrats to the family in Regina that found this treasure and had the wherewithal to send it away and uh, give themselves some financial stability. Good for them, and good for Dad, by the way, who bought this box and then kept it in mint shape all of these years since 1979. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.